this week on CSI Mobile. What's the situation look like, Sheriff? Well, Detective Crusoe, we got a thing here that'll dull your pickle. Male, female, must up bond all recognition. Bless their hearts, they's deader than Garth Brooks' career. Has anyone notified the next of kin? Well, Detective, they's next of kin to each other. Sheriff, what do you think happened here? They both got shotguns. It looks like they was out duck hunting. And it looks like she bagged a big one. Well, Frank. Actually, my, my name's Eddie. Well, Frank, it looks like that dog just won't hunt. This week on the Batcast, we're going country. If you don't like it, you can get out. One star, we're in. Alright, and welcome to the Bamcast, episode 31. So this week we watched uh, Beer for My Horses. You're goddamn right. Which was a recommendation by Brandon. Hey, thanks Brandon. And uh, Good job, Brandon. We're going country here a little bit, and uh, so let's start off as we usually do with a quick little plot synopsis. Bill Racklin is a deputy sheriff in Greer County, Oklahoma, the crystal meth capital of the region. His girlfriend leaves him because he's inattentive to her. But things look up when his high school sweetheart, Annie Streets, returns home to care for her ailing mother. Annie's stepfather, Buck Baker, is the local heartless rich guy buying up farmland. On a stakeout, Rack and two other deputies arrest four men stealing fertilizer to make crystal meth. One of the four is the brother of a notorious Mexican drug dealer. The drug lord arranges Annie's kidnapping and holds her to ransom his brother. Rack and the deputies, prisoner in tow, head for Mexico to rescue her. And yeah, then yeah. that's where the wiki, the wiki, <laughs> the, wiki the wacky shit kicks wiki, in. Wiki. The wacky wiki. Yeah, the wacky wiki shit kicks in right there. And go very, very wacky they do. In that, like from the moment they decide to go to Mexico, this movie takes a very yeah, crazy it, turn. It just stops being the old, the old, uh, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like a Dukes of Hazard type yeah. vibe going on in the beginning. Right. But then it just goes into like... I mean, there's a couple of little Weird bits of weirdness territory. here and there. I mean, you know, uh, oh, circus Toby Keith folks. running around. No, I mean that, that's all afterwards. Oh. I mean, you know, the first, oh, you mean the first yeah, time. like before they take the truck and decide to go to Mexico. I mean, like there's a couple things where Toby Keith's running around hitting on all the girls in town, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and just kind of being Toby Keith. And, and yeah, seriously, the minute they like take the truck and go to Mexico, it it gets wacky. It just goes nuts. This movie is exactly like Cool as Ice. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot like it. <laughs> there are quite a few similarities. Only with Toby Keith and yeah. no more. Yeah, actually, to the point, I think in the back of my mind, um, when, uh, what the fuck his name is, whatever, Rodney Carrington <laughs> <laughs> is sitting there drinking the giant margarita, I expected it to not be that big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was a forced perspective thing, like cool as ice. But anyway, they're jumping ahead here, so. Yeah. That's all the way down in Mexico. We got a long <laughs> ways before we get there. It's a long way to Mexico. So anybody got some initial thoughts? I mean... You this know, better than I expected. It was better, and it was funnier than we were expecting oh, yeah. too. 
intentionally I mean, funnier than yeah, we expected. It, it's I mean it's very base lowest common denominator humor. It is, but it's still funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some pretty good Southernisms or Oklahomaisms thrown in there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think you wrote down a couple of choice ones, right? Uh, I wrote down at least one. Okay. Um. Man, she is hotter than donut grease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, donut grease is pretty hot. Well, you got to fry your donuts. Yeah, flash fry. So you, yeah. Yeah, you don't want you, you want been, the inside. I guess donut grease is better than French fry grease. So. Yeah, you want the inside to be nice and yeah, soft and chewy, it's... and the outside to be fried up. Because girls do like it being compared to donuts. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's soft and doughy like a donut. They're both, you know, sweet and soft, well, doughy and full of goo. Both sweet and fried and got holes in them. You got a big hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> hole in the middle. Uh, Make you fat. <clears throat> right. Awesome. Yeah, they go better with cream in them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I like to slap. I, him I like his. I like his deputy buddy. Is, was that Rodney Carrington? Yeah, yeah. whatever is Lonnie. Or... Lonnie, that's it. Yeah, Lonnie. I liked him because it's like if Forrest Gump were a deputy, and yeah. they just bring him along on everything. And he's like, "Oh shucks, I don't know what's going on." You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to take the safety off again. Yeah. <laughs> Almost shot Toby Keith. Yeah. Yeah, he's just. He seems like he's bored by everything that's happening, and he'd rather be doing something else all the time. Right. <clears throat> But Toby Keith insists on dragging him everywhere, so he has to come. Well, he had to. He was, he was a co-writer. Toby Keith and Rodney Carrington okay. wrote this mm-hmm. magnificent yeah, screenplay. Well, he just wanted to mug for the camera and bite his lower lip a lot. Yeah. He, look goofy and wacky. He was trying real hard to look goofy. Mm-hmm. Trying too hard to look goofy. Mm-hmm. Somebody who didn't try too hard and was awesome for it, though. Ted Nugent. Oh, yeah. Well, Ted Nugent is by far the best part of this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It, the fact that they actually play the riff from Cat Scratch Fever when, when he, he pulls out up, yeah. two Uzis and starts shooting in the air. I think this is back after back. shooting a guy with a bow and arrow. In the ass. In the ass. In the ass, yeah. Which okay. he shot two things in the ass, actually, <laughs> yeah. with a bow and arrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shot but, a dead ass But in he the is ass. awesome because... What did he have? Two lines in the movie total. Uh, um, two words. Two, two words. words. Yeah. yeah, he never speaks. Yeah, he's but he's like, always there. He I mean, said, "What was it? Circus, circus jolly, jolly." Yeah, yeah that's, those were his <laughs> two words. Yeah. yeah, but but Ted Nugent is just awesome because he's just like this, wearing a snakeskin vest. He's kind of like the alien in Alien. You know, he's like just pure death. <laughs> Silent, malevolent death. He doesn't. Does he kill anybody? Mm. Well, movie? he did snap a neck. There was definitely a neck snap in that last fight. I heard. He it. also shot a guy with a flaming arrow, and the guy burned to death. Oh, that's that, okay, Yeah, so he so. killed two guys. Yeah, and then he, yeah, he snapped, yeah, he snapped the guy's neck with his legs. Yeah, while he was, he was hanging, hanging from, from a chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> there was a definite uh, neck snapping ADR thing there. Speaking of ADR, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there is also a return of uh, I don't know. One of the other actresses we talk about sometimes people being billed as the next big thing. I think they tried, yeah. but then realized she was a horrible actress, and that's Claire Forlani, mm-hmm. who you may know mm-hmm. from like Mallrats and the always and epic Meet Joe Black. I think those are like the only two movies she was in. No, I can't she, was, she, was in a, she was in a bunch of others, but really, but nothing anybody's point. ever seen, right? <laughs> Basically, no, sadly, she's in a lot of movies. But anyway. She apparently can't say her lines because they have some pretty bad ADR recording with yeah, her yeah. a lot. And it's obvious on almost yeah. every yeah. scene she speaks. Volume changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. 
But anyway, yeah, so that that was funny, I found. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was in, like, The Rock. And really? Yeah, Mystery Men. She was in a lot of stuff. I don't even remember her in The Rock. Yeah. Well, she was the girlfriend. Been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> she was the prom queen. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so, yeah, props to her for being still, still kind of pretty, but <laughs> a terrible actress. Still not being can, good. Can she speak at all? We I don't mean, know. Is she Well, didn't she have like a British accent a little bit in the other stuff? Because she puts on, she tries to put on the Southern accent, which maybe she? that's why they ADR'd that's everything. That's probably Because it was like, it, is she actually foreign or? Because her accent is the weirdest thing. The whole time I was trying to place it like, is yeah, she? Yeah, she's actually UK. She is British. Okay. Because she sounded like she was like trying to be. A third Spanish, a third Italian, and a third <laughs> mm-hmm. redneck at the same time. She's and 100% it, it, terrible yeah. at all of them. Three-thirds terrible, I prefer to say. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she's she's also barely in the movie, if you think about it. I mean, she shows up, they have their little date, she gets kidnapped promptly thereafter, and then all, then she's gagged for the rest of the movie, pretty Thank much. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? <laughs> she did get struck by, she a, was smooth struck by a smooth criminal. Yeah. That, that's another thing I love about all the. Uh, I mean, this movie's just chock full of stereotypes. Oh yeah, pretty much everybody in this movie's a stereotype. But like all the the Mexican drug dealers, they all have their Miami Vice suits on at mm-hmm. all times. And, and all the Mexicans very, are pretty much bad guys. Yeah, very ornate, uh, like gold plated guns. Yeah, mm-hmm. like scroll work on the yeah. on the slide of yeah, the of course. pistols. Yeah, but, the the only guys that weren't stereo really stereotyped were the black guys in the in the bathroom at the rest really? stop. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the only black guys in the movie and they were like they looked menacing. They looked but, like it was a threatening drug deal and then that's about the point where the movie really just turned into like Oh, it had what its, it's Spider-Man 3 moment, you mean? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's like really the point when the movie just shifted into okay, we're just going to do whatever the hell we feel yeah. like doing. All right, we We were trying to kind of follow a storyline here. Fuck but, it. Yeah. We're just so should we explain? Because I mean, this this is by far the strangest. Well, okay, one of the two strangest parts of this movie, and that's uh, well, no, I, actually, I guess yeah. this is after the circus. Was it after? Yeah, this was the, so yeah, they, that's right. It is after. So the they circus, meet, yeah, because so yeah. they meet Willie Nelson, and he takes them back to this uh, circus, uh, this traveling circus yeah. in the middle of nowhere with all well, the uh, carnies hanging around. Let's let's back up. Okay, Should yeah, back let's back up. up. Yeah, they kidnap the girlfriend because. They have busted this guy, this uh, the main drug Tito dealer's Garza. brother. They bust his brother Tito, and you know stealing fertilizer because they're going to use it to make crystal meth. And sure, because that yeah. makes sense. And so then the guy kidnaps the girlfriend, says, "Hey, give me my brother, and I give you back your girl." You know that sort of thing. And so Toby Keith, being the good lawman that he is, breaks into the precinct and steals the Mexican guy. Yeah, takes his buddy and and. Uh, Ted Nugent decides, let's go down to Mexico, get her back. and Against the sheriff's orders. Yeah, against the sheriff's orders, of course. And, uh, you know, trade her, trade him for her, and blah, blah, blah. Yes. So they're on their way there, and and basically it just... Deputy Gump, his buddy Gump, is just, like, screwing everything up that's possible to screw up and lets the mm-hmm. prisoner escape for a little bit, p- picks up a hooker, not realizing she's a hooker, and then they give her a ride anyway because she stowed away in the back, and... And he wrecks the truck. Yeah, he wrecks the truck because for some reason these two girls pull up next to them in a jeep and flash them. It's so they can and play he, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about oh, yeah, titties and let sweaters. The pups yeah, free or whatever. Show sure. them to me. I think that was a Rodney Carrington song. Okay. So it, really? Yeah. How do you know these things? I don't ask. He's a well 
well-bred person. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm a well-bred I mean, I, I, I've heard of Toby Keith. I couldn't tell you a song that he sings or anything like that. Uh, Other than apparently one called Beer from My Horses. Yeah. He sings songs about America kicking fucking ass. Yeah, I, I do like that about him. You know, that... We're American, gonna kick your ass. You know, yeah. kind of. Oh, that's like, right. He's the one who's like talking about putting a boot up your ass yes. if you're not a fucking American. Yes. Stand okay, up for America. Guy. Be American. Yeah. Yes. He's one of those guys. Pretty much. And he's like, yeah, they took our gerbs, all that stuff. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah. That's why I wanted to make a movie about kicking So, yeah. Mexicans so they play ass. the song where the guy wants the, you know. Show me your want, titties. Yeah. Show me show your, your titties, titties or whatever. And so, yeah, of course, he promptly crashes the car. Right. And Which necessitates. Who, yeah, because who else will they get? Because a, he's a 40-year-old guy who's apparently still mesmerized by boobs. He's Forrest Gump. He's, oh, yeah. He's, his IQ is about 70, so, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he crashes the car, and that's when Willie Nelson shows up to help give him a ride. And uh, Willie Nelson rolls up in the oldest truck on the planet. Yeah. Basically, and, everyone said Mater at the same time, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, rolls down the window. Obviously, huge cloud of smoke rolls out mm-hmm. of rolls out of Willie Nelson's truck. Yeah, it's supposed to be exhaust. That's with air quotes. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really say what it was. It no. just was a bunch of smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm sure Snoop was originally cast in that, <laughs> right. but scheduling conflicts meant they were like, "Well, right. I guess Snoop's out. Got to get Willie Nelson in here." And yes, because Willie sure. was like, "Hey, I'm still paying back the IRS. What you need? <laughs> How much you pay me to do this?" So Pretty much. this is one of the many opportunities that uh, Tito takes to try to escape and where we get one of our many awesome Ted Nugent moments. <laughs> because, no, this is this is by, by far my favorite Ted Nugent moment. Delete that noise and put in the actual... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is by far my favorite Ted Nugent moment because uh, they see Tito kind of hobbling down the road. I, I he's, he's down. Been, he's got the, the chains going on. He's what, got them on the yeah. handcuffs and on the where, on Was, the he, on the, was yes. he on the ankle yeah. braces? Yeah, okay. he's on the ankle all right, so I mean, so he's hobbling down the road pretty slowly, and Toby Keith's like, "Oh, somebody go get Tito," and uh, so <laughs> he's like, "Somebody stop that so, damn Mexican!" And so, you know, from off frame comes running in Ted Nugent with his bow already cocked. <laughs> he's trying to take him out. He's like, he holds him down. He's like, "No, no, no, we want him alive." And so all out of nowhere, Ted Nugent whips out a bolo <laughs> and just oh, yeah. starts our Throws sling. a rock yeah. in it. And- yeah, he starts throwing. He's, he just whips a sling rock down and takes out Tito. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just. Just the way he comes flying from off camera, <laughs> mm-hmm. bow already at the ready. It's just amazing. if you watch this yeah. movie for anything, it's that scene right yep. there. Well, they really they use Ted Nugent so perfectly well. in this movie. Like mm-hmm. you cannot use Ted Nugent any better in any movie. Nope. Anybody who's because you don't want to hear him speak because he's obnoxious as fuck. So he'd and probably crazy. Just, he'd yeah. probably just tell you about how you got to eat the entire animal if you hunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I'm not opposed to, but right. you don't really want that in a movie. Well, they they make the joke too about. Isn't that his father in the beginning? They're like trying to. Right. Deputy Gump is asking what you know what the deal is with, with Ted Nugent. Oh, because yeah. he's never heard him speak. And Toby Keith gives this whole long story about how you know when his <laughs> oh, father died, he ate all of him. You yeah. Know? <laughs> something well, something like about he killed the Quaker Oats guy or yeah. something. I don't. Yeah, his know. father, his great great grandfather, killed the guy that's on the Quaker Oats box and ate him. It only yeah. took him a minute to cook them, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. That's an oatmeal um, joke for you folks. Those um, never get old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the oatmeal cast. <laughs> All right. Quaker. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you calling Quaker? <laughs> so, so, yeah, they, uh, Willie tows them and they end up, I don't know where this came from, but they, he, Willie basically pushes their truck to where he was going, which is a traveling 
freak show circus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the bearded lady, the fire breathing lady, the lobster hand lady. Yeah, just the all the General weird, carnies. you know, mm-hmm. circus folk. Midgets running around, all that sort of stuff. Guy with like a monkey. Cabbage. And they they show up and of course there's the one normal guy is like the one who's oh I'll, I'll fix, fix the truck. truck. Yeah. He was yeah, probably a trapeze artist. Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he had a lot of upper body thing going on. I wasn't looking at him that hard, but I'll take your word for it. With glistening. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, but that, that's when the movie just starts really going weird. It's because you're looking at, you know, you're like, what the fuck are they doing here? And they spend quite a while there because, you yeah. know, the, the guy does his little, the little midget does his routine where he lights the barrel on fire that he's in and then shows up in the middle of the audience. And, yeah. Which and was, then they, it's just Well, that's bizarre. because Willie had to pass on the. Uh, oh, the knowledge. Yeah, the knowledge that would save him in the end. Right. Something about a fear, blah, 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 yeah. illusion, blah, blah. Face it. Fear, illusions, face your fear. I don't face know. your Face fear. your, uh, use your illusion. Yeah. Yeah. If Part you, two. If you build it, he will come. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, danger. 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 Know. Danger. Yeah. So anyway, Willie gives him the knowledge. Watch yourself. The car's fixed. They spend the night. They ditch the hooker mm-hmm. who stays with like a 90-year-old guy with a, a, dread, a dreadlocked beard I, I and think a that monkey. Was, I think that was one of the famous... Older country people that was in the movie, maybe. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they pretty pretty much do take like every possible opportunity they can to throw cameos to people. I'm assuming that was David Allen Coe, by the way. Ah, good one. Um, Mel Tillis was in in there at some point. uh, Yeah, he was like the plumber. Dutter and Mel. Yeah, yeah, he's the plumber who. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's a scene that's there strictly just to be like, hey, we got Mel Tillis. What can we do with him? Yeah, get him Mel Tillis was uh, asleep was... in Willie Nelson's bus. Yeah, and uh, Mel Tillis was looking old. Yeah, so was Tom Skerritt. Yeah, Tom Skerritt, yeah. who, who he's the main sheriff. Tom mm-hmm. Skerritt. He man, yeah, he looked yeah. ancient. He came on screen. I was like, holy shit, he yeah. got old. <laughs> like skele- the skele- hell happened to you? Yeah. I look like Skeletor's grandpa. Just go back and yeah. yell at Maverick. My God. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, and, and should we note that there was no loose cannon? In no, this? yeah. There was because Toby Keith was again. a loose cannon, but he unfortunately he apparently wasn't either wasn't loose enough or wasn't cannon enough. <laughs> Something was going on there. Yeah. So um so yeah this all this happens and they they get uh, drunk on uh, I'm still not circus jolly circus jolly I don't know why that those words just don't want to go together for me just basically Willie Nelson moonshine yeah it's probably made with weed yeah <laughs> so they they they, they, do, they drink a lot of this all out throughout the night all the while they're supposed to be racing to save his girlfriend who's mm-hmm. apparently in immediate danger that can take five days to get there yeah um. And so they, you know, they wake up the next morning. They're finally back on the road, and they're driving down. This is where we get the awkward scene we were talking about earlier. Is is uh, Lonnie needs to go to the bathroom really bad, so they pull off in this rest stop. And, you know, he goes running in. There's a, and there's a group of brothers hanging out in there, just kind of looking a little menacing. But he just pushes yeah. right past. I got to piss. You know, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so he's in the stall. And this is the the other awkward part. Is Toby Keith walks into the urinal. You know, to take a quick quick piss, he's just kind of looking all around. All he's like, pull, why are there five black dudes or four black dudes and one white guy kinda, with a with a bandana? Yeah, and they kind of like close in on him. Yeah, and he's they, like, yeah. Mm. And he's like, why are all these people in a bath in a rest stop bathroom? Just and he just kinda he pulls out. out his piece. He pulls out his piece, flashes it around at him, and then like tucks it up on the pipes on the urinal. They back and off. The and they back out. off. Yeah, but it's just so weird and awkward. Like, who? who yeah, what? I, I wasn't sure what was supposed to be going on in that. Well, scene. I think that's just you know Toby Keith's inherent racism yeah. coming through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was but that, then, that's that's weird enough, and that's where it gets even weirder. Is um, I think 
I don't, I don't know. Did Lonnie think that they left or something because they got all I quiet? Don't know. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he just starts singing Shout. Yeah. He's like, hey, the acoustics in here are really good. Yeah. He's just, I mean, and, and I mean, Shout like, uh, like, kick your heels up and yeah. Shout. Yeah. So like he just Animal starts, House. Yeah. Shout. He just starts singing that and, um, they're all kind of giving him a weird look at first. Like, you know, he's inside his stall, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of getting, you know, we keep getting these cuts to yeah. outside the stall and they keep giving him a weird look. And all of a sudden, he's they been start... pissing for about a minute and a half at this yeah, point. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the world's longest pee. Yeah. And so he just keeps going and all of a sudden they start joining in and it becomes a musical number, a la yeah. Spider Man 3. <laughs> yeah. And, and they... including at one point a, an arcing piss shot up. Including Over hitting the camera. The, was that in Spider Man 3? <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> or was that just the whole movie? I, I felt that on my yeah. face during Spider Man 3. Spider Man 3, that was just a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we have our little R. Kelly moment there, and, and it's just, it's a little weird. I mean, the whole thing just goes yeah. really bizarre. And then he comes out and starts dancing with them. Yeah. And, and they keep cutting back to the truck where they're waiting, like, hey, girlfriend, imminent danger. Remember, I know we were hanging out all yeah. night drinking circus, Jolly, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they just have this little musical number, and all of a sudden cut and they're in the truck and they're going and thanks for sharing and he yeah. didn't even say man they sure were oh no yeah, he, he did, did. Say, he, did. Yeah. he said i like this place i like this place there's a lot of nice fellers around yeah <laughs> i just want to know what these dudes were doing hanging out in the bathroom because i figured you know these are the first black people that have shown up in the movie so they must be drug dealers because this they is just, a toby keith movie they just want to sing yeah why is it always got to be? Maybe it was just an amazing acoustic bathroom. Yeah, and they're like, stop. maybe they're like a barbershop sextet and hanging out in the bathroom. Don't say sex. Because they like the, the acoustics. Stop. Yeah. It's the best place dum, to practice. Here come the white guys. <laughs> <laughs> look yeah. black, look black. And then, you know, and then they just, and then from there they get to Mexico and it's yeah. like. Like no problem from okay, there. Okay, time yeah. to save the girlfriend. But of course, Deputy Gump has to go shopping for like you know the world's most obnoxious a, poncho and and a and sombrero, sombrero and, and drinks a ginormous margarita, right? Yeah, which kind of really takes us back well, to where well, we were talking know, about the beginning. While getting ready to meet up with the drug dealer, yeah, you know, it's like wow, this is going to be some intense shit about to go down. So they're like, oh, let's go get a goofy margarita. Yeah. Well, they go into the they go into the cantina, and of course, you know, uh, Deputy Gump is not focused on the mission ever at all. So. You know, whatever shiny thing happens to catch his eye is what mm-hmm. he's going to do. Toby Keith orders a, a Corona in Mexico, um, yeah. which is probably the safest thing to drink in Santa Luna Clara, mm-hmm. wherever because the it's they made are. in the U.S. and then shipped down there, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it's not the water. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I don't know. It, it's the thing is a lot of the comedy like like Lonnie is supposed to be like the funny guy, and he gets a couple of them, but he's really like most of the time he's just really annoying. At least to me. Yeah. Like all the other comedy came from like the dog and the dog was awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um and Ted Nugent. Yeah. And then we you know, we don't uh, get disappointed in the fact that once we finally uh you know they can all come together and they're supposed to do the exchange. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the last fight was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff going I mean, on. Ted there. Nugent's, like, apparently upstairs. You know, it, this is almost yeah. looks like an old house, old-timey house, old saloon, like like, well, like an old-timey whorehouse kind of saloon. Like, those yeah. would have been rooms up there. Right. You know, and he's just, like, yeah. ducking in and out of the rooms and, you know, I'm jumps on out. On the balcony shoots, on yeah. the top, yeah. Yeah, shoots out. Shoots well, he shows up, like, when Toby Keith is negotiating with them. They're right. like, why not we just shoot you right now, Toby Keith? Yeah. You fucking American. And, of course, it's Lonnie under the, you know, pillowcase the whole yeah. time. Leaving yeah. Tito out in the car in his pink speedo underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I do like that then... Ted Nugent shoots the donkey's ass on the wall. Yeah, yeah shoots an arrow into the ass of the donkey. Yep. And then they're like, "Oh, oh, we no shoot you, Toby Keith." 
I mean, that was, that was more smart, French than Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, more French. Oh, we know Monsieur Tobiki. Yeah. <laughs> You're a smart American. We know, we know shoot you, Tobiki. Si, I mean we. Yeah. I mean si, senor. Yeah, but uh, so then, of course, you know, Toby Keith quotes Willie Nelson. Danger is the illusion of fear. Danger. Surprise. Robinson. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, who is that underneath that pillowcase you got there that can't speak Spanish? It's Deputy Gump. Yeah. Oh, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Yeah. So then, of course, he pulls out a shotgun and shoots the nearest guy to him who gets blown out the window. Yeah, like, like happens in Western shootouts. Oh, there's all yeah. kinds of, I mean, you know, the guy gets knocked up against the jukebox, and of course, it's like, but it's like, I just love anybody, like, how people in movies, when they get shot, it's like there was an explosive underneath them that blasts them somewhere, because mm-hmm. when people get shot in real life, they just kind of go, uh. and they fall to the ground and start bleeding everywhere. They don't go flying out through yeah. stained glass they windows. They don't, like, jerk and, around, yeah. unless they get shot with, like, a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> a, loose, <laughs> yeah. a loose cannon, maybe? Yeah. But uh, Toby Keith does the uh, the shootout in the bar desperado cliches yes. like diving across. Oh the yeah, room. yeah. He that turns was totally Don Chow Yun Toby Fad <laughs> yeah. for a second. Yeah, that was totally John Woo there. He's all akimbo shooting guys. Well, yeah, two, I think two hand. I think uh, Rodney Kerrigan had the dual pistols there for a little bit too, didn't yep. he? I mean, they were mm-hmm. standing side by side, like, oh, man, he, he gets dual pistols. It. I want dual pistols. The too. main bad guy oh, yeah. did it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there really hasn't been enough of that in movies lately. Nope. I'm glad they're trying to bring it back. Toby Keith is not an agile fella. Let's just say that. And so when he's going in slow motion around the bar and stuff, it's it's kind of funny. He he really put the the fat in the chow yun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny the whole thing because it's like, you know, it's it's all these '80s movie cliches where it's like everybody can shoot as long as you you know as long as it's not shooting at the main the main guy. You know, right. good. Toby Keith just kind of runs right through it, and everybody's like, oh. Oh, I guess Toby Keith's going to save his girlfriend. You know, <laughs> well, my we favorite better is, shoot at the other guys. My favorite is when it first starts and he jumps behind the uh, the pillar and is he's it? like hanging out about a foot yeah. on either side. I'm like, well, <laughs> the pillar's like six inches yeah. wide. Yeah. I think maybe you Toby might could Keith, take him down. Or at Toby least Keith's like him. three feet wide. <laughs> like, I'm hiding behind this pillar. <laughs> yeah. Don't nobody shoot me. <laughs> Can't see me nothing. Safe. I'm safe. <laughs> I call Move. base. <laughs> Movie rules, man. Movie rules. <laughs> So yeah, I, I hit A to duck into cover. <laughs> right, they can't shoot me now. I I really did want just a little bit more Nuge at the end in that final fight. Oh, I yeah. wanted him to take out a. Well, there wasn't really enough bad guys. There was there only should like, have been more yeah, bad there guys. Yeah, there was only about eight guys in the whole bar. Yeah, there should dispatched. have been like thirty bad guys that like come out of nowhere. Oh, and Nuge yeah. just mows them yes. down with the Mac tens. That is exactly what needed <laughs> to happen. Yeah, dual wielding Mac tens. That's awesome. But yeah, they basically take out everybody and then. Deputy Gump runs out of bullets, and the main bad guy's like, oh, hey, hey, hey. I shoot you now. Well, it wasn't even that. It was Tito. Because remember, Tito well, comes no, no. Well, running the, well, in. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. He's about to shoot. he's about to shoot him, and then Tito has broken out of the car in mm-hmm. his underwear and, Kick of course, the kicks the door in, which smashes the, the brother against the wall and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. So then Tito's like, I, I shoot you now. And then, you of course, the, the good old dog comes to say, oh, yeah, Junior. Okay. Junior, Junior the finally does dog. something yeah. that is police doggy. Really cool American bulldog. Bad, yeah, slobbery. He's like, woof. That, that was <laughs> farts a... when there's danger. Yeah. Farts when something big's about oh, to happen. Well, yeah. Yeah. Junior always farts when something big's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, well cast, well cast dog. But yeah, he yes. takes him out and 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 I don't know. I was kind of I was a little bummed by the whole 
the whole big fight that Toby Keith has at the end where he gets in the standoff with, you know, he's getting his, he's getting his girlfriend back and it turns out it's her stepfather who has been buying up all the land and, and running the big And basically, of course, before the, before the firefight starts, he of course gives away the whole, the whole evil plan. He gets, you know, he gets bonditis and explains his whole plan to the, uh, let me tell you my extremely good guy. intricate yeah. plot in very great detail. No, mm. I expect you to listen, Mr. Keith. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, of course, it's, well, you know, I've got all the land and I'm hosting all the meth labs here, here, and here. And if you didn't know about this one, it's right here at 348 Oak Highway Street. 1. It's not the second building. It's the third one. That's then, where the meth lab is. And you knock the on the door twice, they'll let you in. And then the bank account numbers, or yeah. this is where all the money's <laughs> yeah. going. And, and, the, Mex- <laughs> and the Mexican guy's just like, and I supply the men. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like. All right, yeah, you got all that, Toby Keith. <laughs> now we're going to shoot you. Yep, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it all on tape, yeah, we're good. So, yeah, so of course he has to, you know, he gets in a, the old Mexican standoff with him. And then the guy's got the girl, and Toby's got the gun on him, and then... And then the schmuck, the schmuck drug addict from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. who has showed up mysteriously uh, turns out to be a fed. Spoilers! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, of course... Of course, big bad guy Buck chucks the girl at the federal agent. Toby Keith shoots him, and that's right the end between of the eyes. Did he? Did he? It didn't, didn't really it, show. It was it right in the forehead. Him. You could see it very briefly. It was. Really? This was PG thirteen. Let's go ahead and throw that out there right now. But there are titties. Barely. <laughs> there are still titties. I mean, I barely. Know. Barely. I mean, I know. Right, but we could yeah, have. You can have it if we really wanted it, but you can yeah. get away with that much titty yeah. PG thirteen. Sure. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start making some PG-13 movies. <laughs> yeah. We but, had this uh, discussion before. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know. That was kind of a little bit of a letdown. What? The lack of titty? No. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> plus the uh, plus just the way uh, the main bad guy gets shot. Well, it's yeah. just kind of like... That's all right. We know what whatever. happened. You know. He was a douche. He didn't deserve much fanfare. Yeah. He gets the one-shot kill. Yeah. I mean, that's all that really matters. Turns out the whole time he's been drugging his stepdaughter's mother, his wife. Who they think has her Alzheimer's. Look like, look like she's got the Alzheimer's. And, or so whatever. they're trying to... The old-timers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever Flo the waitress said. All right. Yeah, there's... I mean, I gotta say, there were a lot of good characters. In the oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, they were all... Like, 99% were all cliches, but they were just kind of fun yeah the the waitress in the diner was yeah. amazing perfect she was the like the best flow ever mm-hmm. she's like oh why don't you give me a big tip and get your ass down there and see annie oh and they have booger as the da yeah that's yeah, true oh, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't mention yeah, booger Curtis as the da. booger is the crooked da that we uh, everybody knew he was the crooked yeah. da as soon as he walked into the room exactly and because immediately nobody likes him right mm-hmm. and the we didn't even mention the receptionist at the sheriff's office. Yes, she's great you know, too. Sweet old lady, and gets <laughs> but, pissed off at the DA for not saying good morning. Well, and I, I like that you know everyone has their little, you know, tongue in cheek kind of like, uh, you know, insults that they throw at people too, because mm-hmm. it's a southern mm-hmm. thing, you know. Like you got to right. at least appear to be nice, but right. everyone keeps saying to uh, Toby Keith like, uh, because when another person we didn't mention is in this movie, the original girlfriend who runs off is Gina Gershon, aka the other showgirl. Mm-hmm. as we like to say um and uh 
yeah, so she runs off in the very beginning and, and runs or backs over his lawnmower in the very beginning of it. And so everybody keeps saying, like, I got a lawnmower that's working if you need to borrow it. So right. that's pretty much yeah, everyone's This is always right after he's told them, oh, she's yeah. she's not feeling well today. She won't be at yeah. church. But if, but first they ask him. They say, oh, well, how's Cammie doing? Mm-hmm. And how are you and Cammie? And he's like, <laughs> well, she's... um she, she went to uh, She's at the space. store buying condoms because we're going to have sex when I get home. Yep. You know, and, and they're like, all like, well, uh-huh, if you yeah. need a lawnmower after that, because she runs yeah. over his lawnmower. Right. So it's basically they're all like, we all know you're lying, yeah. but we're going to ask anyway if we don't know. We're going to pretend we're not prying, but everybody mm-hmm. knows your business. <laughs> it's just a church lady there all of a sudden. Well, they were in church. It's, okay. Well, now, isn't that special? Yeah. yeah. But this this is... Toby Keith knows his audience. He knows his oh, audience yeah. with his music, and he knows his audience with this, and he panders to them mercilessly. All right. Well, well let's see how he panders to note. us. And uh, let's give this a little rating. Yeah. Who goes first? I'd, I'm going three jocks. Okay. Wow. I had fun with it. You know, it's not perfect by any means, but I mean, we had some good laughs with it. Mm-hmm. It's even though everything is completely predictable and you know pretty much everything that's going to happen, it's still, I still had fun with it. A rollicking good time. Yeah. It's just goofy, stupid fun. This would be a three jocks if not for the nuge. He gets a bonus one. That's <laughs> wow. a four jock. Bonus wow. jocks for the new. Wow. Yes. This movie was pretty awesome. This was the tango and cash of. Of redneck country and western uh, redneck adventure movies, yes, because that oh, that man. last half was just balls out awesome. I mean, the second wow, that truck wow. comes out, I'm like, yeah. man, it's on. Yeah, oh, we didn't even talk about the well, truck. Well, it's a big ass fucking it's Ford big truck, ass Ford with truck with lightning, lightning bolts, bolts yeah. on the side. That's, that's probably yeah. like a, like an F three fifty, and it's just got yeah. lightning down the side, and and as many flood lamps as you can possibly fit. Yeah. It, it fits, lamps, it fits six tires. people pretty easily, yes. mm-hmm. and it's a truck. Yeah, so you know it's big. It's a crew cab, man. Yeah. <laughs> Eight foot bed. And he's got seven. a Hemi. Oh, wait, no, that's Skyjacker that's suspension, 36 inch, super somber tires, man. That'd Mickey Thompson fuck, get get her done. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> were, you, were you just channeling something right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I got a little. <laughs> you were speaking in tongues for a moment. <laughs> so, uh, you got a rating? What do you got, BJ? Shit. We're putting you on I the spot. I almost don't want to go four, but I don't want to give it three because I think that's not sufficient. I'd really really love to give it three and a half, but um, man, it's got Uncle Ted in it. <laughs> yeah, we really can't underestimate the awesomeness of the Nuge in this movie. Yeah, ah man, it's it's got to go. I got to go four jocks for Ted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this this is a really it's a well cast movie. It is. Every, everybody in it is perfect for what they're doing. I I feel like extremely bad because this was recommended like at least a month or two ago yeah and i was just like Ugh. i mean we well we put it off only because we right. got the recommendation right after we had watched cool as ice yes and we were like music vanity project right no we can't do that just yet this was so instead so we did better ice. than i thought it was gonna <laughs> yeah. be it really was i had i mean it's I not a zero good hope movie, for this way <laughs> which is probably why i, I why we it enjoyed so it yeah. so yeah. much so all right uh asian correspondent uh Alessandra Wynn. Yes, thank you. <laughs> three jocks. She's got three jocks. Funny. With a smiley face. And she's giving a silent shout out for Silent Jen. That Who? just says dot, 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 dot. 
Silent Gen who <laughs> Silent is Gen or is not. Who here. may or may I'm not. I'm gonna go be ahead and say three bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't like anything. She isn't no, she's not a country fan either. So yeah. this the soundtrack probably would have made her it's a shame she wasn't here. She might have stormed out as soon as they started playing a Toby. I'm just gonna song. channel that. If you're gonna channel whoever the hell you just channeled talking about motors and stuff, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna channel her and say three bags. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, one, I guess I'm just gonna say one missed opportunity they had. Toby Keith never like gets on the stage and sings or anything. Right at the end, we thought oh, it might yeah. happen. That would have been because he gets back to what was the name of the bar? Uh, uh, the, the thirsty thirsty monkey. monkey. Thirsty yeah. monkey. Yeah, they get back to the thirsty monkey and everyone's pitching a party because they saved Annie and they busted them damn Mexicans and. Mm-hmm. Which, when we were talking about a uh, black dog, that's exactly the kind of bar I want to go hang out at. Yep. Oh yeah, I could go a little bit rougher, like with the chicken wire on yeah. the chicken stage. Chicken wire on the stage, yeah. That was but my yeah. kind of place right there. And mm-hmm. there's somebody like doing a country rap on the stage, mm-hmm. and then they kind of. I think cut that to may credits. have been um, one of the guys. It, it, this is a redneck. Um, Get her done. This is, yeah, this is going to show some of my roots, but uh, I think that may have been one of the guys from Big and Rich, or it may right. have been both of the guys from Big and Rich. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just right. one guy. It's just big, or is it just rich? It's like Holland Oaks. Well, it could have been big. First guy, or... yeah, first name's Holland. That guy was Oaks. pretty big, so it probably yeah. was big. Could have been big, but the other I... guy might have been rich. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know nothing about what you're talking about. So They are country musicians, but they're kind of like modern country. Ah, so not country mm-hmm. at all. Rock music, country twang. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks, There's yeah. some of them schneid twang pansies. They, they play them on, the, on all the Frizzle roosters. Frizzle flies <laughs> Damn. They play them on, on all the rooster stations. Oh, yeah. yeah. The shit kickers? Yes. I am no shit kicker radio 106.4. <laughs> all right. Well, I reckon we better go ahead and take us a break. Yes. Let us get her done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to complete our, ra- our task in a reasonable time. Yes. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back to the Bamfcast. Hey, Bamfcast. The Bamfcast. Good break. Second half. So second half, we're going to talk, um, we're going to kind of continue a, a little bit of a theme here. We're going to talk about... Um, motif. We're going to talk about music movies, and we don't mean musicals, but like movies that are highly based in music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Somewhat like, kind of concert films, but kind of not. Yeah, concert films we can throw in. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ramble from there. But first, Mackie, you yeah, saw... Well, I mean, this kind of ties into all of it. It does. Because I saw This Is It. Last weekend, and it was what the Michael Jackson. Oh, movie. okay, yeah. So, which I loved. All right. I mean, if if you don't like Michael Jackson's music, you probably don't care, don't want to see it. But if you have even a passing interest, so how does someone like me who uh, likes his music well enough, but really doesn't like him or liked that? That's the thing that's kind of cool about it. Okay. Is it's very the only things you ever hear from Michael. I mean, there's one part near the end because you know. It's basically all rehearsal footage, and they 
they start with a with an opening scroll that's just you know these are the rehearsals that were done you know in March between March and June of 2009 for the concert that was supposed to start July and then they just kind of don't even mention that he died or anything like that. they just say um you know production ceased on June 25th 2009 18 days before the show's release or something like and that what happened then Apparently, Farrah Fawcett died, and everyone went into mourning. Oh, okay. And they kind of oh. stopped practicing. For that the, explains the that blackout concert. for. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So they kind of go straight from that, and they say, "This is you know, this is the footage," and they go straight into. I mean, it's they're starting to play. Want to be starting something? You know, it's they got the, you know, they're working out the the tempo that they're going to use and the dance steps. Well, actually, what they first start out with. I mean, and this is kind of you can hear it a little bit in the background, but they first start out with is the casting for all the dancers and that's all these, it's pretty cool because they do like all these interviews with them that were like right after they had been cast, which when they show how many people showed up for this, cause it was basically a worldwide casting call and they were going to hire like, I think it was like six or seven primary dancers, you know, and they had thousands of people. And these yeah, are all like, if you ever watched America's best dance crew, you know, there's always like the one or two guys in each crew that are like, clearly better than the rest of the guys and it's like if they had all these guys and then put them together in one like kind of super you got served dance troupe super group <laughs> like these would be the guys so it's kind of like they've all basically just won the lottery the for, dancing for lottery lack of a, yeah the dancing lottery for bad, lack of a better word so they of course they're all like crying and how they've mm. always Michael Jackson's inspired them to be dancers and all this stuff you know and that that stuff is actually really cool because these people you know everyone in there is very genuine and it's like it's interesting because none of it it's strange because i I didn't want to see it at first because i thought it was kind of exploitative and it was kind of like well we rushed this out because he died so let's get you know now we gotta pay off his estate so yeah but i mean it really the way the movie plays out is very straight and like basically it's never mentioned that he died it's like they don't really reference any of that they just go straight with like it's a straight you know, documentary, which, you know, they, they show the casting for those guys and then they go straight into rehearsals for want to be starting something and gotcha. And they got him and it's pretty cool because you can tell like, he's not really singing all of it because he's kind of saving his voice. But then, you know, at that, that's one where they get pretty far into the song and then he stops it and he kind of like, cause the tempo's off for him. And so he just gets into this, he does this weird little beatbox thing where he's kind of like saying how the song should go. And he's actually like doing all the instrumentation with his voice, which I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it just sounds so awesome because of the way he does it. He's, mm-hmm. I, I can't even like imitate it, but he does like, you know, cause if you, if you listen to that song, there's like seven or eight things going on at once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really deep song as far as all that goes. And it's also one of those things that makes you realize how much work goes into a putting on a production like this. You know, because I mean, I'm I used to be one of those people where it was I'd rather see, you know, one of those bands that they get up there and they just jam, you know, they're kind of figuring out, well, we'll play whatever we feel like playing. And if we want to play this song for 20 minutes and have a cool solo in the middle, we're going to do that. You know, I was was always more of that school and, you know, didn't want to see anything. that was this highly rehearsed and this practiced. And this one kind of makes you realize how good those musicians are. They're doing this, that the practice stuff, because I mean, they I mean, they go through every song and they go exactly how things need to be, what time it, you know, what time they're hitting things on, what beat, how many bars they're giving things. I mean, they get into all that stuff, which if you have any interest in music, it's very cool to see that, you know, to see how that process works. And really, 
the whole thing about the movie is you don't realize how many good songs Michael Jackson had, but like every single one is good (laughs) just about, I mean, even the ones that are like from like the greatest hits or whatever that weren't the greatest hits that were kind of like the other ones that were thrown on, on the second disc or whatever, even those come out sounding pretty cool in this. And they play around with some of them. Um, You know, the beginning of the way you make me feel there's like this cool, you don't even realize that's what it is because it starts out with him rehearsing with the keyboardist and he's playing like this really slow Gershwin-y jazzy little piano thing. You know, it's like, you know, and they're just playing the piano part and, you know, Michael keeps wanting him to play it slower and slower and he keeps playing it slower. And, you know, they're, they're talking about how to get it to work. And then, you know, he plays it and then Michael starts singing and you realize what song they're doing. And it sounds, it's like one of those really, really cool moments when like, you're like, Oh my God, that is that song, you know? And you didn't realize it because of the way they played it, the instrument they played it on that you didn't recognize it, you know? And then, so they kind of, play that you know that becomes the intro for the song before they finally suddenly the whole band kicks in you know and they play the song like uh you know like it sounds somewhat like it sounds on the album just a lot bigger because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're on a big stage and everything and uh they show you know they show all the rehearsals they basically i mean they have the rehearsals on the stage where they just have the people you know the dancers are getting their moves down you know, the backup singers are knowing when they need to hit, Ooh. yeah, hit their spots. And, uh, you know, the, the drummer and the keyboardist, they're kind of learning when Michael wants to stop things. And when he like, you know, cause with him, he's all about stops and starts and, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be silence for a second. He'll wait. And then they have to know when he's going to hit that, you know, when he's going to do whatever at, right after that, you know, point at the floor or something. And they have to, you know, hit the, you know, something like that. They, they go through all that stuff and it's just, I don't know the way I'm describing it doesn't sound as cool as it actually comes out on screen. Well, it sounds, but, it, it sounds cool to me, but I'm kind of, you know, yeah. But I mean, if you have any interest in his music, it's very, it's very cool. Cause he's got some fantastic musicians that, you know, that are playing with him and he has a, <laughs> this is so awesome. Is the bassist name is Mo pleasure. Nice. That's the is name that, of the bassist. Like the, the, the first name or the whole name? His name is Mo and his last name is pleasure. Nice. So as soon as that popped up on screen, I was like, I love this guy, whoever he is, because that's awesome. I'm changing my name to Mo Pleasure. Yeah, but I mean, they play just about every song you'd want to hear. It only really goes off the rails kind of near the end when they get into one of Michael's, you know, Save the Rainforest, Heal the World type songs, and they have this very pretentious video with this, you know, this little girl who goes to sleep in a rainforest and she wakes up and there's bulldozers, you know, running it over. And killing unicorns. Yeah, that sort of thing. And that's that's kind of, you know, and they have Michael talking to, you know, that's that's the only time you hear anything that isn't like just rehearsal. Okay, this is how this song needs to be played. Here's where you guys need to be when you're dancing. You know, that that's mostly the only input you get really from him. You know, but then they do a voiceover for that one where it's like, oh, you know, we're, we're destroying our rainforest. You know, and that's when, you, when I kind of like yeah, shut my brain off. Because I'm like, all right, you know, but I guess every... Every artist had to have that in the late 80s, early 90s, their Save the Rainforest song. But I just kind of wish they hadn't edited one of those in because the song's really not that good either. <laughs> and I don't even, I, I don't even remember it. So. so that part was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the rainforest. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I did there. Yeah. There, I mean, there's, but for the most part, everything's really, really well done. The music sounds awesome. Even, you know, even when they stop it. But it's, it's basically, it's everything. If you ever want to see how a big, concert production is put on it's a very very cool movie to see 
Sweet. And yes, there is a thing at the end that says no children were harmed in the making of this movie. So, <laughs> does it really say that? No. No. <laughs> they do mention no animals were harmed in the making of the film. But Damn it! Yeah, children are animals. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's very cool because everyone in it is very enthusiastic about putting this on, and that kind of that kind of transfers onto screen. It's because they're all making fat money. Yeah. Well, no, but Duh. I mean, there's also the stuff where they're just like excited to see Michael singing and dancing on the stage, you mm. know, because he's kind of, you know, that he has the, there's a duet with one of the lead singers and then they get to the end, which I think it's just can't stop loving you. And they just kind of like start doing the, you know, like the gospel singer kind of. I'm going to hit this note part, you know, at the end. And then like, they kind of keep trading off for a while. And like, it's kind of cool because everyone in the audience, it's like just the crew that's there. And they're all kind of like cheering and clapping in between each time that either of them does it, you know? Nice. And it's kind of like their own, they're getting their own private performance and, you know, and they also do, cause the way the, the concert works is there's a lot of video footage in the background that they record. And, it's fun to see them all completely dork out when they get to do a new scene for Thriller, you know, because they all get to do the makeup and get to, right, you know, crawl out of the graves and all that. And all these people like are just completely dorking out about the fact that they're getting to do this with Michael Jackson, like right there. So, yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff like that. I mean, you, I mean, can can you imagine like your job is going to a Michael Jackson concert every yeah. other night? Well, I mean, you think about it, the work that they're putting in with this is, oh, yeah. is it comes over because they're basically making, you know, 20 music videos because mm-hmm. the choreography has to be perfect. You know, the timing has to be perfect for everything. And, you know, they're basically making 20 music videos that they're going to have to perform night after night after night. So it's kind of, you know, it's hard enough making a music video. It's hard enough doing it live each night 20 times, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed it. But if you don't like Michael Jackson or the music, you're probably not going to care at all. But if you have even a passing interest, I would definitely say it's worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I really really liked it, as you can tell, because I've been talking for like 20 minutes now. <laughs> That's okay. Or so. Maybe a little less. Meh. Okay. Well, let's yeah. move on to, to yeah. some other territory. I'll start because uh, I'll I'll make a little segue out of it. A um, seg. I would like to go ahead and uh, get out of the way uh, the Beatles movies. <laughs> yeah, all of them. There's a little bit of a segue there. Um, with the most famous being Hard Day's Night, probably just because it's the best made of the Beatles movies. Because um, mm-hmm. I think they actually had very little input. It was like they went to Richard Lester, who uh, he made it for making Superman movies later, uh, and just said, you know, we need a Beatles movie. And the, the Beatles themselves had very little input, so probably for the better but mm-hmm. i don't know if you has anybody else ever seen it no 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 okay it's it's a good movie it's a it's a fun movie and it's very crazy and weird and funny and i think very well shot now is it mostly concert footage is there any no. stuff in between no it's pretty much not I, I it's mostly i believe it's like them trying to get to a concert mm-hmm. and all the wackiness that of you know being superstar people and shape people you know this is like where you get all the scenes like in austin powers like, you know girls chasing them down mm-hmm. the street and them yeah. hiding in phone booths and you know, with fake disguises and stuff like that, it's all stolen from Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a funny, weird movie. But uh, cool. that's probably the best one. I prefer Magical Mystery Tour, which is actually, I think, a TV movie and is only mm-hmm. about an hour long, which is why that that CD is 
mostly it's part of the soundtrack and then all the b-sides that were released yeah. around that time but it's a very fun very trippy yeah it's Beatles goofy, trippy yeah kind weird. of much more we think about you know Beatles movies like, like yellow yeah. submarine but and then to round it out I, I would also throw in not really a Beatles movie but the bio somewhat biopic backbeat is actually not a bad movie if anybody ever saw it backbeat is yeah. that about the fifth Beatle? it's yeah it's about Stu Sutcliffe who was the first drummer before Ringo and how um, kind of the controversy that got him kind of kicked out of the band. That was just a guess, by the way. <laughs> that is. That's exactly what it's about. I'm a fucking awesome guesser. So it's guesser. not about the Black Beetle? No. No, that's Black Beat. That's Billy Preston. Yeah. So I guess that's the fifth Beetle. But he didn't get his own movie? No. <laughs> Man. Racism. Racism sucks. Yeah, it's, Backbeat's not a great movie, but it's interesting if you're a Beatles fan to see that story you know, okay. very, very early. Now, is that like a clubs. documentary type thing? Or? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's... I mean, no, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's not, I mean, it's, not it's, it's a like docu, a drama, it's, it's a dramatization, dramatization yeah, of I mean, the it's story. got, um, okay. fucking Stephen Dorff in it plays, oh, okay. uh, uh, Stu Sutcliffe, but yeah, I mean, you got people playing John, Paul, and George. Okay, okay. So. That's cool. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it, like I said, it's interesting if you're interested in that early, early, early history. So Beatles. if you're going to see a Beatles movie, you should see Hard Day's Night. Uh, probably, it's probably the best made movie, yeah, yeah if you're going to pick one. Mm-hmm. So. Anybody else? I don't have much to say on that subject. I just figured segue because of the whole Michael yeah. Jackson owning the Beatles catalog thing. But. Yeah, I enjoy the Beatles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There is my contribution. <laughs> you don't have a contribution nice. to music movies? Period. Oh yeah, I do. But well, that's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, let's, move uh, off the Beatles. Yes. I have played the Beatles rock band. I oh, it. that's a yes. good movie. Yes. I still it like actually the 3D is. glasses part. Yeah. Put on 3D glasses during the underwater ones, and they. It actually is kind of like almost a, almost. I don't know. Kind of like a movie. I don't know. It's kind of like a thing what? with stuff. It seems almost kind of like a movie, like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the presentation like a discography of that game movie. Is, yeah, yeah. It is. Top notch. Yeah. Well done indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that really popped into my head was Walk the Line okay. um, with uh, that guy and, uh, and that other person. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Thank you. Um, I promise I've seen it, but, um, obviously it's the story of Johnny Cash and, uh, I was really, and this happens, this has happened a few times where the star of the movie or the stars of the movie actually sing the, uh, sing all the songs that are done in the movie. And I was really surprised that, uh, it actually turned out palatable in this case because I wasn't, I really wasn't expecting it even more so than like um Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge um they they actually can f- carry a fucking tune and um reasonably well acted as well but that was a a really good telling of kind of the gritty tough times of of Johnny Cash uh I really enjoyed it um kind of a I wouldn't say I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan, but I am a Johnny Cash fan. Uh, so it was nice to actually see the story in a sit down and kind of let let the flashy picture thingy talk to me way. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's much better than reading a book. Well, yeah, because I I'd never sat down and, and you know kind of read his his life history, but it was it was a nice way to nice way to kind of throw it at me and package it in a hour and a half of. Uh, enjoyable music and mm-hmm. yeah that's acting. like the only movie my parents have seen that i have not 
Really? <laughs> I, I've never seen it. But um, my parents, they see one movie a year, pretty much. And uh, that was it. They both really liked it. You yeah. should just not see it, though, and let them have that. that I think I, I might. I might. Cause I, 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 pre- I preferred Ray a little bit because they were that. I think they were the same year. I, I liked Ray a little bit so. better. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they were both. I was good actually. Movies. I was going to mention Ray too. Yeah. Um, Ray, I think is is probably you're probably right. It probably is a better movie. Um, I just think he had a little bit more interesting of a life, of sort yeah. of. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's the guy from the Kanye West song, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. heard of him. Yeah. So, is it Jamie Fox? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm stupid uh, when it comes to movies. <laughs> like I, I, I have such a hard time remembering something i think he was like a star trek fan because he was digging for gold i don't don't know i don't know i don't know (laughs) but um no ray i think was was probably better and and like you said more interesting and again jamie fox actually sings in it and surprises everybody by doing a a marginally good job right but apparently Uh, that's basically his singing voice because as a music career that's all he's done is continue to sound sort of like ray charles like, really well i mean if you're gonna if you, my morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a singing career you could do worse than sound like sure sound like ray charles yeah you could sound like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah another one we can throw out um that i'm not a fan of even though i should be is um led zeppelin song remains the same Okay. That's one that's like way, way, way too self-indulgent and just weird. Yeah, and that's like a- like they show these just scene, you know, just the weird scenes, these dream scenes that they each have that like don't mean anything. They're just like weird. weird. I, I was just like, you know what? Why don't you just give me concert footage? That would be better. Just let just you know play freaking Cashmere. You know, play Stairway to Heaven, you know, play Immigrant Song. These are the things I want to hear. I don't care about your little dream having tea in the park, whatever. I don't understand mobsters. What the hell is this Naked kids under waterfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I just, they could have cut all that crap out and, you know, because the movie, that movie's pretty long from what I remember too. It's like two and a half hours or something. it's a long movie. And it's like, you could have cut all that out and given us like, you know, an hour and 45 minute concert and been better. Oh, I'm sure there's you know. plenty of Led Zeppelin concert movies out there too. I, that was yeah, just but still, that thing. but that one's just like I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. That's probably why Hard Day's Night is the best movie because I don't think they had that either. Well, number one, I don't think they were big enough to have that kind of because Song Remains the Same came pretty late in Led Zeppelin's yeah. career that they kind of could go crazy. Hey, and, we're awesome. Let's yeah. do this. We're awesome. Mm-hmm. We're also on a lot of drugs right now, so let's yeah. do this. And the Beatles, as far as we know, we're not at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, we could also throw out uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" as far as uh, overly self-indulgent. But that that you yeah, know, um, I don't know how much that's them though, because I mean, um, Alan Parker's just a weird fucking dude. Yeah. Period. I mean, well, that was just a combination of weird. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'll admit, I I love Pink Floyd, but not "The Wall." I like a few songs on it, but on the whole, I'm not. I think it's pretentious crap for the most part. Yeah. So the movie only kind of made that seem worse because <laughs> it was just so freaking bizarre, which I mean, I guess was a good fit to get Alan Parker to do it. But you know, cause right. Pink Floyd's always been a little bit out there. Sure. But that just, just like bit. took it so far that it wasn't, you know, yeah. That, I mean, that it was wasn't pra- that was practically David Lynch. Like, I mean, yeah, it was it's, just, it's, it's out that there. movie's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
our Asian correspondent, Alessandro Wynn, uh, wants us to mention Moonwalker. Another Michael Jackson movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was also a TV movie, though, too, wasn't it? I think so. It was no Captain EO. <laughs> all 15 minutes or so of that. <laughs> it, Captain EO was in 3D. That's it, all you Damn need. straight it was. I was going to throw out, as far as fictitious bands go, um, we could throw in like that thing you do if we're talking before we jump up into newer things because I, th- right. I think that's a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it, you know, it's a fictitious band. It might as well be the Beatles or any. Well, not really so much the Beatles, but most of the one-hit wonders from the late '60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it. That's my favorite movie with Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. And I, I like Liv Tyler a lot, even more than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Even more than Empire Records. Yeah. More Even than, more than Armageddon. Them. Yes. <laughs> okay, now we're scaring. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting back in our wheelhouse. Right? <sighs> so, all right, let's, um, yeah. let's jump a little bit, well, a little bit more forward in time. I want to throw out, um, I know a movie that you would absolutely hate, Mackie. What's that? That's uh, Velvet Goldmine. I, yeah, I haven't seen that. I love that yeah, movie, though. That, I know you, that's the, the exact, that about? absolutely the kind of movie, music you hate. It's basically all about glam rock. Oh, I'm sorry. You'd hate it, too, because Christian Bale's in it. Oh. But, so both of you guys would hate it for your own reasons. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Deep breaths. Oh! <laughs> this, this was a comeback movie, though, for Christian Bale. This was pretty much like the first movie he... This was pretty much the first movie he'd made since he was like a child actor. I mean, he disappeared like for about five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really hate this movie. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. So if it's it's his you and McGregor's in that too. You and right? McGregor, um, and some other uh, Eddie Izzard's in it. Um, not Tilda Swinton. Uh, what's that other chick's name? Tony Collette. She's in it. Okay. I always get those two confused for some reason, yeah. even though they don't look like each other. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's a weird movie, but I like it. It's all about the weird glam rock scene, but it's it's fun and yeah. strange. Uh. Let me more more. I, I'm somehow going chronologically through time here in my in these movies, but I would like to point out Sid and Nancy. Love that movie. Yeah, that's a pretty good, one. and that's got Gary Oldman, your favorite in yeah. it. So. What? That you didn't uh, mention Sid and Nancy? No, no. <laughs> what are you smacking me for? Uh, what's love got to do? Oh, with it. What does love have to do yeah. with it? But the, that's another uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Tina, I, 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 I can, can Tina. Tina. Yes, 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 I can Tina. See, well, proving once again when Roll it comes in. to movies, I cannot remember <laughs> a <in>. fucking thing <laughs> ever Roll at all. Yeah, that was a Lifetime movie, right? <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Yes, actually. No. Okay, yeah, I think I have seen that one. Susan's Daughters TV. Yeah, there was so nobody losing movie. any daughters, so it was not a Lifetime yeah. movie. A no. Lifetime original movie. The guy did beat her, but she didn't kill him in the end. So That's true. I yeah. guess it was not a Lifetime movie. No. Sorry. I, I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Another one that I really... It's a weird case, but I wish it had been made at a different time. Was U2, Rattle and Hum. Really? Yeah. Why? What do you mean by a different Just because I'm not a fan of... U2? Rattle and Hum. Oh, that era like, of U2? Yeah, like, yeah, that era of U2. I'm oh. not big on it at all. Really? I mean, that's... Wow. That's pretty much where i stopped being a youtube fan really yeah i mean i, I mean super open and that whole weird shit's kind of yeah because i don't know i'd rather like i'd rather have seen that you know following them you know around time of unforgettable fire or you know forward around time of octung baby because that stuff to me is much more interesting and i don't know because it's like the rattle and hum is just a weird like kind of we're trying to do a bluesy american thing and it's i don't know i just never thought it worked for them 
So I don't okay. know. That that was one where it was like, it's cool to be following them and find out all the stuff about them. But it was kind of like that one. The documentary stuff was much more, you know, interesting. The music stuff kind of so some of it, yeah, yeah. That that was one where I just I. It's one of those movies where I wish it had been made any other period in the, in their in their lifespan than when it was. Well, obviously, other than right now, because yeah, <laughs> now they suck. Oh, the church choir part was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool, but you know. In general, that's just one I I, I kind of see as a missed opportunity. I don't like you two anyway, so. Like ever? No, no not really. Okay. Fair enough. They're hacks. Um, yeah, I like you too, but. Just... So, uh, on the well, that's one of those that's half concert footage, half mm-hmm. kind of documentary or whatever. Um, straight up concert movie, I, I, I got to throw my love out to The Who. I can, I pretty much once a year at least watch the Live at the Isle of Wight um, it's got a mm-hmm. subtitle. It's one of those, like, I don't think there's an official movie because I've seen it where it was just called Live at the Isle of Wight. It's from the, I believe, 69 or 70 performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's called Listening to You sometimes. It's, it's, they subtitle the movie, but it's an amazing concert movie. Yeah. And they've got it, they run it on, like, the HD net all the time. It's on Blu-ray. You know, so they, they filmed it, filmed it. Mm-hmm. So it's just That's amazing. Cool. Uh, to me, at the peak of their goodness. When was that, like in 70? Yeah, like I said, it was, I can't remember if it was 69 or 70. It was right mm-hmm. around there. I think there have been about 60 uh, Woodstock movies. <laughs> they haven't done it that many times. What do you mean? Just like, all oh, different like, takes on the yeah, Woodstock, they, you know? You know, they've got a bunch Well, there's, of there's the classic it. movie just called Woodstock that's yeah. about four and a half hours long, yeah. where it's like one or two performances by each band. Yeah. But I, I I recall having seen several different iterations of hey this is, this is a Woodstock concert yeah well Get I think that, video. Yeah. I think they had you know cameras filming most of that so I'm yeah. sure each band probably said well I want my entire performance out you know? right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's it was pretty cool the complete side note but um when I was in Washington D.C. last month we went to the museum which mm-hmm. is you know like a museum that's the history of news reporting you know through newspaper and tv and all that and they had a little area about woodstock and like how magazines covered it and they actually had the sheet that listed how much each band got paid (laughs) (laughs) and it was fucking bizarre it was like you know you'd see like arlo guthrie two thousand dollars and then like Jimi hendrix is written in by hand on the bottom and it's like fifteen thousand dollars it's like that's it you know, yeah, I, it's like I actually, you see stuff like that, and and there was there was some bands I'd never heard of, and they're like you know, eighteen thousand dollars, you know, yeah. and then they've got, you know, like Janis Joplin six thousand. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> how did this happen? Well, I mean, they, you know, they, it's just whatever they wanted, basically, and it's like Arlo yeah. Guthrie's like, well, I don't know, shit, I'd buy me a six pack yeah. of beer, and I'm like, I need about two two thousand dollars. I yeah. could use that. And Hendrix is like fifteen grand, or I won't even show up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty. You know, that was pretty cool to see that. You know, it's it's weird you don't think about those little details about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just bizarre that you know these historic historic things. It's like yeah, Hendrix got fifteen grand for it. Yeah, it's like fifteen grand. <laughs> and what was it like? Like thirty bucks for the weekend to, to go to the like concert? That. Something ridiculously, yeah. you know. Three days of music, peace and love for thirty dollars, or yeah. just show up. Right. Yeah, and it's pretty cool to see the stages too for that because you know you think about now it's oh everybody's got their own backdrop and they do all this stuff you know and there it was like 
whenever they wandered out on stage, it's like, yeah, plug make plug in my amp. Let's yeah, go. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> put put my kit down. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want I want to drop uh, super old school to what we've been talking about because I think it's we got to mention like uh, Amadeus, Amadeus, which I don't think you really like, do you? It's a bit long. Amadeus. Really? I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Maybe I, it's been oh, a long time oh, since oh, I've seen Amadeus. it though, so my taste may have yeah. matured a little bit. But much like Amadeus, and Amadeus, I'm going to double up here a little bit. I I like better. Not only because of the actor, and I like the subject better, is Immortal Beloved. Because uh, I find uh, Beethoven much more interesting than Mozart. I think he had a more interesting life and better music. And Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman. <laughs> That's why I was, that was the double up I was going yeah, for. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I find that a much, I mean, I think I, I will submit that um, Amadeus is probably a better made movie because Milos Forman is a better director. But I th- I mean, I just, I like, I love watching Immortal Beloved because I think... I, and I love the way that movie plays out. I think that was a fantastically written screenplay. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it, what year was that? Uh, Mid '94. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't quite remember all of it. But yeah, I, I, I remember I lo- really liking it when yeah, I saw I lo- it. Yeah, I love the build-up of the movie. That you're you're the pacing of it, and when you finally kind of get to the crescendo of the movie is when they finally break out the Ninth Symphony, and yeah. and it's just like a cool like realization moment about the whole what's been going on. And, mm-hmm. Amadeus doesn't really have that. I mean, there's a little bit of a mystery going on throughout it, but you kind of know what's going on for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, they qualify. They're amazing movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one, possibly. Both Fantasia movies. Mm. There's no one and 2000. Would those mm. count? Uh, are we talking about things that automatically make me go to sleep? <laughs> if so. Yeah, there are some sequences in those, but like the, uh, the Rhapsody in Blue one in Fantasia 2000. That's one of those things I could watch over and over and over. And you know, over I don't. I've never seen the second one. Really, really. It's it's worth it just for seeing that okay. that section. All right, because I believe it was made by um, the same lead animator for um, Aladdin. Okay, but it's just it's. Does it have Robin Williams? No, thank God. Damn it. Yeah, but they. Uh, Eddie you know, just the art style they use looks like you know like drawings from the. No, I said Eddie Murphy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy is not in that sequence. Eddie Murphy and or any Eddie, Eddie Money. Money? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Munster? Eddie Rabbit is in it actually. Oh, but, yeah. sweet. No, but that just just for that sequence alone is worth seeing Fantasia 2000. Okay. I just never have. I mean, I honestly got dragged to see Fantasia probably too early or too young to appreciate mm-hmm. it and Made it through the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice and, <laughs> and yeah. never saw. I think I cried frame. and my mom had to. We had to leave the. Oh, I, I had a great nap. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's one I can appreciate sequences in that much more than. Oh, I can now. now I can now, now I but I mean, it. I still think if I sit and try to watch the whole thing, and if I'm not wide awake or on some caffeine, I can doze off. Yeah, that's one that nowadays plays much better on DVD. Because yeah. <laughs> if uh, if you're getting bored of a sequence, you can just hit next. Yeah. All right, so uh, Sister Act. <laughs> yes, it's no Sister Act two. <laughs> yeah, back in the habit. House back party. In the habit. Yeah. Sister Act definitely a music movie. Fear of a Black Hat. Mm-hmm. Disorderlies. <laughs> oh, yeah. should Crush we... Groove. <laughs> Hello. Should we talk about the Ruddles? Uh, should we? I don't know. 
Just throwing it out there. Well, I mean, because then you get in the whole, like, Spinal Tap. Well, yeah, know, that that was... Dewey you know, Cox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Haven't seen Dewey Cox, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there's, you know, mockumentaries, so... Right. Well, we already down. talked about one fake band, so... Well, yeah, but, well, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't like, the, mocking, yeah. really. But Spinal spinal Tap's fun because it's so convincing, for the most yeah. part. Well, in a real sense, I mean... And I, they actually have real songs that yeah. they wrote for it, you know? It's not like... In a real I sense, know. though, I, I, I do kind of want to see Anvil. I keep hearing really good things oh, about yes. that documentary. So, and it's a documentary about a like a unknown metal, an, an unknown metal band that's been around for like twenty years that yeah. they still play crotch rock like all these years. Mm-hmm. And they're apparently like you know just like Spinal Tap, that's like they're big in Belgium or whatever. So they mm-hmm. go on a final tour. Nice. It's like we're gonna make it or that's it. And apparently they made it because they made a movie and now they have songs in Rock Band. Very good. <laughs> a winner is them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Or if I can, yeah. it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Much like I would Fantasia, s- people have gone to sleep yeah. like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. Well, Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bodyguard. Well, I, would, I would say go see Michael Jackson, this is it, but it's gone from theaters. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, you can... Limited engagement. You can get the same experience by watching Sister Act on VHS. Yes. Or Moonwalker. Or Captain EO. Or Moonraker. <laughs> Same yes. movie. I mean, Walker, Raker. <laughs> Only one of those has Texas Barbara Ranger. Bach. Yeah. I think we know which one it is. You Dukes know, of Hazard? One, one it's oh, a guy. Oh, that's Catherine Bach. One, Damn it's it. a guy walking around. The other, he's raking up the moon rocks. I mean, it's all on the moon. Mm-hmm. With Steve. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on that note... <laughs> I got it just finally. I'm sorry. <laughs> with Steve. Yeah, with Steve. Thanks. Once again, my well-educated opinions have, have reigned supreme on the Bampcast. And... BJ knows all. He's yes. seen all. And we deferred to him for all things Redneck. Get her done. So, Redneck BJ, would you like to tell people how speaking they... Speaking of Redneck! <laughs> no, um, so, speaking of knowing everything, if you want to know everything there is to know about the Bampcast, you should check us out at bmfcast.com. If you want to... Talk to us about the BAMFcast. You can send us an email at bmf at bmfcast.com. You can also check us out on the Twitters at bmfcast, or check us out on Facebook, the Bad Movie Fiends podcast, or you can search for bmfcast. Be a fan, because we want fans. Follow us on Twitter, because we want followers. Uh, You can also check us out on iTunes, where you can download our podcasts and uh, do all sorts of rady goodness and review us and tell us just how much you love us, and we're the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Find us under podcast explicit movie bullshit. Uh, <laughs> slash movie slash Zune. Slash Zune, yes. You can also, uh, yeah, Zunecast. Just to throw that out there. <laughs> That's what I was implying. For no reason. Yeah, we're the Bad Movie Fiends. <laughs> Creative Eye River cast. Yes. <laughs> you the can Sonos find, cast. We're the, uh, the Nomad cast. <laughs> Uh, We're the Sansa cast. The Arcos cast. Yes. Find us at 799mp3playercast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a, a quasi new, f- quasi feature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, quasi, tell us about it. I'm going to quasi tell us about it if you quasi shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's our explicit tag. Yes. I said fuck once already. Oh, fuck it. So if you want to call us on the fucking telephone, our number is 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 
And uh, that's our, our BAMFCAST hotline. You can throw us some suggestions or you can uh, just leave a rant or a rave or just say crazy things like the people who call us at work. And uh, you call, might be, call and call us loose cannons. Yes, you can call us loose cannons. You can call to say you love us. And uh, you might be featured live on a BAMFCAST. You can also come up with new names for the Asian correspondent. <laughs> yeah, if you want to throw some suggestions out like that. Um, Sujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, get in contact with us, because we always like to hear from you. Um, keep in mind that if you haven't heard us talk about your suggestion yet, it's not because we haven't gotten it or we don't want to. We're just waiting for the opportune moment to wow you with our prowess in the face. I like it. So thanks to uh, thanks to all our listeners and uh, everybody who's uh, thrown out some suggestions for us already. Yes, and thank you, Brandon, for suggesting beer for my horses this week. Thank Brandon you. gets a movie. Does yeah. he? All right, we'll have to search yeah. for it through the library and see what particular offals we have. For Whiskey him. for our men, and Brandon is one of our men. Yeah. Yes. And bad movies for our horses. Horses. So, Brandon, um, we'll email you and uh, get some contact information and try to get you something out of the mail. Yeah. And by this time, we will be procrastinating. By, by the time you hear this, we'll be procrastinating on sending you your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always procrastinate promptly. So, we, we can do that. Yeah. We, we haven't mentioned that for a while that suggestions and uh for topics and or movies will get you a movie from the Banffcast vault yeah right. it started off you know sent as a five jocks but we've lowered that if we if you get close if yeah. you're if you're hitting pretty close to the bullseye yeah as long as you don't cause us physical pain yeah 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 pretty much we're pretty generous about what we uh yep. what we're gonna ship and we got plenty to choose from Yes. Because mm-hmm. we have growing libraries that we keep replacing with Blu-rays. So. Right. So those DVDs, those relics, yeah, and they're cheaper to ship than VHS. So, you know, it works out for everybody. Certainly. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm going to throw this out there. If you have a copy of Arena that you would like to get rid of, I'll pay for shipping. Man versus Monster. Man versus Monster. So, or, or one up, you'll just send them a self-addressed stamp envelope. And I'll send you a self-addressed stamp Assassin. box. I'll send you a self-addressed stamp banana. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Those won't go through the mechanical sorter; they're extra postage. That's fine, so, but you yeah. can you can, you know you can put a stamp on a banana and address it and send it, right? No. Hey, my man, I ain't fall for no banana in the mail system. No. <laughs> Try it; it works. It's the old banana in the mailbox trick. The oldest one in the book. Oh, is that a banana in your mailbox? Yeah. Or, or is it... Uh, <laughs> or, is it a, or is it rotten fruit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we were so close to wrapping up, please. We're going to stop the misery now. Uh, it'll be Banffcast out. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Beach. Signing off for the Banffcast. Later. Speaking of rapping, Notorious. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a great Alfred Hitchcock movie. Bye. Let's go! There she walk, there she talk, there she come to play. My home home angel has exploded from my seat. She ain't pure like snowflakes, no one could ever stay.